0: You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmantheam.org and com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
1: Good morning everyone, welcome to JM Sunday, hosted by yours truly, Mata Swinegast, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Today is Sunday, October 27th, in the year 2013. Thanks everyone for joining me this morning, here on uh, JM Sunday, 23rd day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774, and uh, DAF 9 in Shkallim, for DAF Yomi, it's a short uh and it uh, ends up finishing up on the Shabbos November ninth. So you can catch Dafyomi and uh, start and finish Masakta pretty quickly and then move ahead for another number of years till the next Sium. Uh, time changed in Israel overnight, so excuse me, so it's actually uh, six hours ahead instead of the usual seven. And next uh, Sunday morning we change our clocks here. We'll be back to seven hour difference. We will have the news from Israel at eight o'clock our time, as usual. It'll just be an hour earlier in Israel. And next Sunday and Monday is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, it means it's getting very close to uh, to Hanukkah. Hope you all had a great week. We're here till nine o'clock this morning, unlike last week when we had the Shlomo Kabach special. And uh, even during the week, I was getting so many people saying that they heard the show and I really appreciate that, and hope uh, hope we did justice to uh, the memory, in the art side of Shlomo Kabach and all the music that he still uh, brings to us. At 7.30, we're going to have morning chizuk, 8 o'clock, as I mentioned, news from Israel. And uh, coming up at 8.15 this morning, I'll be joined on the air by Rabbi Stephen Berg, who's the Eastern Director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. We'll talk with him about the the Simon Wiesenthal delegation to Rome, visit with the Pope, uh, and Holocaust education a little bit. So that's what's up for today. For those looking for something to do, simply Tzvat is going to be at the Unity Cafe tonight, 9 p.m., and that's in uh, the Bronx. So uh, Unity Cafe is where Simply Tzvat will be. I'll let you uh, let you mull that over. Maybe that's something for you to do today. And we're going to go to the music and play a lot of it this morning. Thanks for joining me. It's cold here in the uh, in the New Jersey, uh, North New Jersey studios of the Nachum Siegel Network. Actually, the the studios are not cold, but outside it's. A brisk 48 degrees, so it's heading towards that uh, that fall and winter season that they have uh, lined up for us in the calendar. But we are here, staying nice and warm, on a Sunday, right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: journey you.
3: Be panahih Yehush halahim Yehush halahim Ha'iri panahih ivneh Yehush halahim I stand alone on Mount Scopus High and bow my head to your beauty I stand alone on Mount night Shalom, my beautiful city A thousand years I dreamed of your graces Of feasting my eyes on your holy places, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Mashiach will banish all pain, Yerushalayim. I never will leave you again. Meal pizgat ha hat Shalom l'ach, Yerushalayim Golim, Mikzot Kol teve Nosim e laich e nai Bealfei, Beahut, Haii, Bucha Mikdash, Melech, Nil Melucha Yerushalayim, will will banish all pain. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim,
1: That was Dudu Fisher with Meowth uh, Piskat Harhat Zofim here on J.M. Sunday. Matta wine guest with you. It's about uh, 7.29 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, of course. That's why we call it J.M. Sunday. I don't know. I just happened to come up with that name and then decided where to put it, right? No. Uh, it is Sunday, October 27th, 2013, 23rd day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774. We opened up our song segments. A song seven with uh, Moda Ani, followed by Asher Barra from uh, Asher Barkan. Binyamin Sofer with uh, Godal Hashem Hudi from Diaspora Yeshiva Band. Candle in the Night, uh, Journey to the Real You. And uh, as I said, Judah Fisher with Meal Pizcat, Harat Sofim. JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, 1-800-223-2500. That's the number to call. Adorama is more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. For all your electronic needs, including cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much, much more. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975. one 800 Don't forget to like us on Facebook. We had a lot of likes this past week. Thank you to all those listeners who liked the Facebook page and checked it out. And uh, thank you to all those who uh, sent me email. You can do so. You can request a song. You can send uh, different wishes to be announced. Send email to matis at Nachamsiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. N-A-C-H-E-U-M-S-E-G. AL news from Israel at 8 o'clock at 8.15 I'll be joined by Rabbi Stephen Berg who's the eastern director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center we'll talk about the uh, delegation to Rome that met the Pope last week and about Holocaust education so that's what what is up for the rest of this uh, for the rest of this program and is there anything else I want to tell you about right now nope we'll save everything else for a little bit later Right now, Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning chizuk. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk.
0: Good morning. There are three times during the day that we daven to Hashem. We pray in the morning, the afternoon, and in the evening. We learn in Masech Brochus that the Avos instituted these prayers in their times. Avraham Avinu established Tefillah Shachris, the morning prayer. Yitzhak Avinu introduced Tefillah Smincha, the afternoon prayer. And Yaakov Avinu established Tefillah Sarvis, or the evening prayer. Not only are these three different times of the day itself, but they also represent three Tkufas, different periods, in the history of Klal Yisrael. Shachris, which is recited in the morning, represents the golden era of our times. Tfilas Arvis, the evening service recited in the night after the sun has set, represents the Tkuf of shkia, a sinking and decline in the spiritual status of Bnei Yisrael. It is an era of Chorban, exile from our land. Yet, these two phases of sunrise and sunset don't interrupt our Avodah Hashem, our expression of thanks to Hashem for all the good that He has done in the past and our entreaties to Him to help us in the future. Shachris and Arvis, two distinct time periods in the full day. Regardless of the circumstances, we bless Hashem. Dover HaMelech conveys this clearly in Tehillim. Zorav Yogan Emtso, distress and grief I would find. Then I would invoke the name of Hashem. I will raise the cup of salvations, Kois Esau, in the name of Hashem I will invoke. This indicates our obligation to Hashem. Whether we are holding the Kois the cup of salvations, in our hand, and we possess great riches and success, or God forbid, if we're experiencing the opposite, we pray to Hashem. However, there is a third segment of the day, a shorter time period, when the light and the darkness touch. It's designated as benashmashos, or twilight. It is actually a time of uncertainty, so to speak, when it's impossible to discern whether it's day or night. Accordingly, if a baby boy is born benashmashos, there's a halacha question concerning the actual day of birth and the determination of the day of the bris. This time of day represents our current Tkufa, a Tkufa that is mixed up, a time of chaos and confusion. It's impossible for people of this age to distinguish the lines of demarcation that define our obligations. This is the era that Yitzhak perceived from a distance. He saw that camels were coming, which are an allusion to our Tkufa. The Torah teaches us that the kosher animal is determined by two factors. It chews its cud and it has split hooves. The camel, though, is one of those creations whose tum and tahara are muddled because although it obviously chews its cud, it does not have split hooves. This creates some uncertainty and confusion, similar to the period of twilight where real light and darkness are in transition and blended. In anticipation of this difficult period of time, when it's neither sunrise nor sunset, Yitzchak Avinu implemented the Tfilas Mincha as a tool of combat. We learned that prayer at Mincha time is especially effective. May all of our Tfilos be answered. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning chizik. Have a nice day. Hi, this is
4: Chaim Hagler, and you're listening to JM Sunday, hosted by Matas Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Segal Network. Sinn, bin ich alle wohl, alle wohl, alle wohl, mein Tat ist Ich bin seine, seine und nicht deine. Ein Bescheid im Himmel ist dort, ich bin seine, jo, jo, jo. Zähol. Wo ich geh, wo ich steh, hab ich von so so dir Wo mit sie Du habst Einkosten die von noch am noch am Ich will nicht deine, nein, nein, nein. Ich will in deine Drochee. Ach, viele nicht geben, ach, viele, wenn ich fand und euch beschassende sind. Ich allemal, allemal, allemol, mein Leben hier Ich bin seine, seine und nicht deine. In der Schöpfung, im Himmel ist doch. Ich bin seine, yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, du jitz erben. Hey gleich beim ascola sabriel wenn die welt ist gewählt noch jung hast du schon gemacht nach oben mit ein scharfen zu nur der mond habe den beten vertrieben von garnäden und als euch zieht sich es schon in teusen Du nimmst gar nicht Vacation, du wirst starke Rekord. Oh, wir wollen, 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 in Zerull. Wer befreit was steht in dem Wir haben hier Sie werden nicht bleiben Kein Sicherheit von dir Fahr du gehst Ja, fahr du gehst Will ich jeden sehen Und machen Klo
5: Design.
6: Come uh, back. Hello, Is Meloke no little bar in are decay or Cacatu let Ben Kaidi, the man won't I ba. Hashem shochey Do sha khatta qassanati be omayat bar goyem malek biyar ma khatta shalare trapa vina ba badar bishte argenyarimra ina khatta badar bishte argenyarimra
1: 7:59 a.m. Eastern Time here on JM Sunday, 48 degrees. It'll be going up a little higher later today. A uh, rumor has it that, uh, yep, I've confirmed that today is the Yeshiva University High School for Boys open house taking place up in uh, up in Washington Heights at the Wolf Campus of Yeshiva University, 2540 Amsterdam Avenue. That's happening between 9 a.m and 12 noon. So uh, that open house is taking place. Go up there if you're uh, so inclined and have uh, someone that you want to scout out the high school with. Or as they say, with whom you want to scout out the high school. Uh, So that's uh, what what is uh, affectionately known as MTA, Yeshiva University High School for Boys, open house this morning. And uh, that is... um, that's something that's happening today. Also, simply fight at the Unity Cafe tonight, 9 p.m. It's located at the Ginger Grill in Riverdale, 3717 Riverdale Avenue in the Bronx. So you can check on uh, check over there and see what's going on. My thanks to listeners Yisachar and Jeremy for liking us on Facebook. Uh, thank you so much for that. When you get a chance, go to Facebook, go to the Facebook page, like us. Very, very much appreciated. JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, New York. 1-800-223-2500 is the number. Adorama, much more than a camera store. Imaging and beyond since 1975. Official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, 1-800-223-2500 is the number. Coming up at 8.15, I'll be speaking with Rabbi Steven Berg on uh, from the Wiesenthal Center in New York. We'll be talking about his visit with the delegation from the Wiesenthal Center to Rome and visiting the Pope and on the Center and Holocaust Education. That will be coming up at about 8.15. Right now, we are joined, as we always are on a Sunday morning, we are joined by Chana julian Senior Correspondent and an Editor for the Israel National News English Division, News Broadcaster in Israel and we welcome khana levi julian back to the airwaves this morning good afternoon to you khana levi julian
7: and good morning to you we've had a uh, change in the clocks much
1: yes we announced that <laughs> earlier so right now it is a 2 o'clock your time if i'm correct 8 o'clock our time of course uh now next week uh, next week it we will change the clocks also we'll pull back an hour so we'll be on schedule with the same seven hours. Okay. So I'm glad you were able um, to join us uh, this afternoon on the <laughs> on the uh, change of schedule. What's going on in the land of Israel?
7: Uh, there's a few things going on, actually. Uh, first of all, the uh, Special Ministerial Committee on the Release of the Palestinian Authority Prisoners uh, is convening this afternoon and is expected to approve the release of 26 terrorists. Most of whom are murderers, and who were jailed prior to the signing of the Oslo Accords. The PA is already preparing for their release, and in their honor, Tuesday, at the, uh, uh, which is the official government headquarters in the um, capital of the Palestinian Authority, which is the city of Ramallah. In the Shamron in Samaria um, it's to that ceremony is to be attended by the Palestinian Authority leadership and the goal of course of that ceremony is to glorify the the political achievement uh, for the benefit of the Fatah faction, which is headed by Mahmoud Abbas um, and many 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 family members whose loved ones were murdered by these people are very very upset and who are uh are protesting this uh this uh release especially in in light of the last one um tensions are very high between the BUYUD the Jewish Home Party and the Hadnuah party headed by um the two parties respectively headed by Naftali Bennett and by uh Tzipi Livni following public pr- criticism on both sides um over this and over another issue, Bayou U D is attempting to pass a bill that would make it difficult for the government to release terrorists from Israeli jails before their sentences are uh, completely passed or completely through. Uh, that move uh, is uh, being opposed by Hatz uh and Justice Minister Livni. She strongly opposes that the uh, Knesset members in Hatznuah have added fuel to the fire by linking the terrorist release to construction approvals for homes in Judea and Samaria. In the meantime, Knesset member Elazar Stern of Hatznuah has also set off a separate debate when he accused Rabbi Dov Lior, who is the chief rabbi of Kiryat Arban Hebron, and a leading figure in the religious Zionist community, uh, he's accused him of racism against Ethiopian Jewry, um, but those present at the sermon during which Rabbi Lior supposedly made comments have denied any racist comments that were made. So that's going on, uh, here. Uh, on Saturday night, uh, sources close to, uh, Zipi Livni caused further anger among Bait Yehudi members, uh, claiming that, uh, the, uh, the insult, uh, to IDF General Elazar Stern came from the uh, Bayat Yehudi head, Naftali Bennett, and uh, and people around him. It's going on and on. The two are fighting. It's not pretty, and these two have been at each other's throats really since the beginning of the election. So that's one of the things that's going on right now. But at the, at the very heart of all of this infighting, really is the fighting over the uh talks between the Palestinian authority and Israel and the concessions that are being made to the Palestinian authority by Israel and what most people see is a lack of reciprocal concessions being made by the PA to Israel and the growing terrorism that is being seen in response to overtures being made by Israel. So that's a problem. That's the first thing. Uh, secondly, German, Germany's foreign minister, Guido Westerel, uh has warned Israel that it must face a UN Human Rights Council periodic review or face severe diplomatic consequences. That's a quote. That's according to a report published today in the Hebrew-language Haaretz newspaper. After years of outright discrimination and condemnations in the U.N. agency chambers, Israel this year became the first nation in January to announce that it would boycott the council's review after being ordered to undergo a review at every single council meeting. The reviews are mandatory for every U.N. member country, uh, however, not at every meeting. So that's going on. And uh, third and finally... Uh, Good news, since we have to balance with some good news, at least, and there's lots of good news, but because we're um, always uh, crunched for time. A Chinese donor from Hong Kong, of all places, has donated $130 million to the Technion in Haifa. The money was given by businessman Li Ka-shing to establish a joint academic venture with Shantou University, located in Guangdong Province. It's the largest donation ever received by an Israeli university. According to the Wall Street Journal, Lee has also donated about $750 million to Shentao University. Uh, the sum is to be spread out over the next 30 years, and that's to build a Technology Institute and Innovation Center. According to the report, uh, Lee is hoping the project will create in China a replica of the technion that has made israel's startup nation reputation such a sterling success story
1: well that is so, uh, tremendous good news and it just goes to show <laughs> the world how how ahead israel is in the technology and as you said in the startups and uh, and what goes on over there despite everything else that uh, is taxing to the, uh, to the country in terms of, uh, you know, the war footing and everything. The ongoing war footing, you're Under, everything.
7: under stress, we are still, we are still at the point where made in China is now going to imitate Israel. <laughs> very, very,
1: very interesting. Well, thank you very much for the news from Israel, Khan Alevi Julian. We appreciate it. And we will hear you back here next week when the time changes here. And we'll be back to a normal schedule for you. Right here on JM Sunday. Thanks and have a great week.
7: Have a great week, everybody. Shavuot Tov.
1: It is, uh, 8.09 in the morning, Eastern time, here on JM Sunday. Rabbi Stephen Berg at the Simon Wiesenthal Center will be joining us in a few minutes. Here is, uh, Eif Simchas with You No, it's not a commentary on the Israeli news. <laughs> the news that came out from Israel, but here is Ayayay.
5: We can't bury
1: J.M. Sunday with your host, yours truly, Mattis Weingast. We are here until 9 o'clock this morning. A bit cold outside today. 48, 49 degrees outside right now here in North Jersey. Heading up to a high of uh, somewhere in the 50s. I'm not even sure, but it's, it's still cold. This week, this past week, a delegation from the Simon Wiesenthal Center traveled to Rome and met with Pro- Pope Francis to discuss a number of issues. Joining me on the air right now, it is my great pleasure and honor to have Rabbi Steven Berg, who's the Eastern Director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center, excuse me, and uh, will discuss the visit to Rome. Rabbi Stephen Berg, welcome to JM Sunday. Hi, good morning. good morning. Good morning, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us early in the morning here. Appreciate it very much. My pleasure. So, you traveled to, uh, to Rome with the delegation, and uh, what was the, the main purpose of the visit?
8: Well, the Simon Wiesnall Center has had uh, a, a great relationship with the Catholic Church over the years. Um, as a matter of fact, last year we had Father Hoffman come out to Los Angeles to, to visit with us, um, who's in charge of Jewish-Catholic uh, dialogue. Uh, and we visited, uh, for the last, I'd say, 35 years, all the different popes, uh, probably multiple times. Um, and we want to you know, kind of carry on and make sure that the Church... Um, is vigilant about anti-Semitism and, and certain things that they can play a, a role in.
1: Well, the uh, Pope has quoted as, as having said uh, that uh, he's repeated many times, especially in recent weeks, the Church's condemnation of any form of anti-Semitism. And uh, he feels that that's a, uh, a, a, a very big problem, of course, and uh, that intolerance must be faced with uh, in its entirety. So he certainly seems to be, he certainly understands the message that you're trying to send, it seems.
8: Yeah, I mean, Pope Francis is really a remarkable uh, human being, a remarkable person. And, you know, I think with any of these things, once a person gets to a certain position, they may say any number of things. And the question is, how do you know they're sincere or not? And, you know, if you talk to the Jewish community, Buenos Aires, where he was the cardinal in South America, uh, they'll tell you that he always had very, very warm relationships. With the Jewish community and certain rabbis down there, and this is not something that he's saying just because he's been elevated to be, to become the pope. This is something that he's kind of uh, played out in his life uh, throughout his career.
1: Right, absolutely. And uh, mention was also made that uh, there is, of course, uh, anti-Christian, uh, uh, if, if you will, uh, you know, different types of anti-Christian occurrences occurring uh, happening in. Uh, in Middle Eastern countries, uh, Arab countries, in Egypt, Iraq, and other places. So I'm sure that there's, uh, you know, an affinity between what's going on in, in, his world and what's going on in the Jewish world.
8: Yeah, we, we've been, uh, Some recent has been very, very outspoken, especially Rabbi Cooper, about what's been going on in Egypt. And you've had dozens of churches that have been burned to the ground, um, you know, throughout all the turmoil that's been going on. And that's unacceptable for anyone, for a, any type of, you know, religious institution to be attacked. Just on the basis of, of their religion and that's terrible, terrible discrimination and, and you know we know what result, what results can, can happen. people start by burning buildings and then they continue on to burn people.
1: right, absolutely. Uh, Rabbi Stephen Berg is my guest. He's the Eastern director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center and we're talking about the latest the visit to the Pope by a delegation from the Wiesenthal Center. Uh, how, how does it work for a minute? Uh, you, you had about 50, uh, 60 people there. Uh, did you all go into one room and, and sit and talk, or did one of you represent the group? Did you get to meet him? How, how does that work on a practical level?
8: Uh, well, the way the protocol was is, uh, you know, we, we went into Vatican City. We were brought into to the chamber. There were seats for everyone there. Um, and then uh, the Pope came in, and actually he, he was late, and he kind of started by apologizing, which I thought was very, <laughs> very nice, you know and uh you know he he sat down he had a chair up front he was flanked by by you know certain cardinals um, and then the way it started was uh, rabbi Heyer um, got up and basically gave a presentation gave a speech um, and then following that speech the the pope gave the address the address was in italian um, but they passed out English translations for all of us to read of uh, his words. Uh, and then following that, uh, Rabbi Heyer and the chairman of the Wiesendahl Center, Larry Mizel presented him, um, with a beautiful menorah with an inscription, thank, you know, thanks for the visit. Uh, and then following that, basically everyone that was as a part of our delegation, um, was able to line up and personally say, you know, say a few words to the, uh, to the Pope. Um, and then afterwards, you know, he basically, they, they, they kind of turned his chair around. Pacing uh, the front, we all kind of took a group picture, um, and then he exited, and you know we thanked him for the, uh, for, the for the for the meeting.
1: Wow, uh, when you're talking to the leader of a uh, of a billion people strong, uh, whether it's a, a country or a uh, a religious institution, uh, there must be a lot of a uh, feeling of uh, of of power in the room, so to speak. And when you have somebody who is uh, who gets what you're saying, and you know, it must be a good feeling.
8: Yeah. Look, you know, we were there the week where he suspended a, a German um, priest for building over a forty million dollar home for himself. You know, this is this is a person that takes poverty seriously. He takes uh, corruption seriously. He really, uh, his actions are <clears throat> have been pretty amazing. Um, so, in that light, it, it definitely was a, a great experience. And we also had had a chance while we were there for the few days to meet with some of his cardinals, meet with some of the other. Uh, the Israeli ambassador to the Vatican, Israeli ambassador to Rome, the American ambassador to the Vatican, and, and folks like that that really you know have have time to to really spend there.
1: Has the um, political relationship between the Vatican and Israel improved from from you know whatever perspective you can give uh, from what you've seen and heard?
8: Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, we thanked him uh, for planning to come to Israel next year, and I think that you know when he comes to Israel, and again, this all goes back to his strong relationship with the Jewish community in Buenos Aires. Um, I think when he goes to Israel next year, that will really um, tighten the relationship between uh, the Vatican and, and Israel.
1: Right. Is the issue of um, the the uh, the sainthood of one of the uh, of the Pope from during the time of the Holocaust still an issue that's brought up, or uh, has that been resolved, if you will?
8: I mean that you know it, it's something that, that's always discussed—the silence of the Vatican during the Holocaust. That's something that's always kind of out there, but. Now, I'll tell you, part of our delegation, we had a number of Holocaust survivors. And uh, one of the women there, when she went up there and she was able to say a few words to the Pope, um, she thanked him for the fact that there was uh, a convent of nuns that hid her during the Holocaust. And I think that, you know, our approach is to understand that, yes, there were some issues in terms of the overall silence, but you do find a lot of uh, examples of, of priests and nuns specifically um, that did step up. Uh, during the Holocaust, so I think it's it's complex in that way, and I think that we try and really focus on the good that was done, and I think that they understand that there may have been um, some issues that uh, with some of the behavior during the Holocaust.
1: Right. Uh, I don't know if you can share this with us, or if you had the opportunity to say something to the Pope when you uh, met him. Uh, can you share that with us? Or uh...
8: yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was able to say a few words to him, and uh, I I thanked him for two things that I thought were really important about about what he's done. One was his, his war on poverty, the fact that, you know, this is this is a person that has gotten up and day in and day out talked about the poor and the fact that we have to, you know, uh, have less in excess for the people that are wealthy we have to give a lot of our money towards the poor and take care of them. I thank him for that, and I thank him for, you know, his reaching out to the state of Israel and his upcoming trip and the fact that, you know, he was extending that hand to, to Israel, which I think is incredibly important uh, symbolism for him to, say almost from the beginning that he was planning on visiting israel
1: right I, I don't think a date has been set yet is that correct
8: no the date's not set yet okay but uh, i mean they're planning next year that's the that's the plan
1: sure rabbi steven bergs my guest this morning uh let's talk about the simon wiesenthal center for a moment you head up the uh eastern division here in the new york area
8: mm-hmm.
1: what is your primary responsibility in this area and what does this uh division do here
8: Well, you know, we're an NGO at the U.N., um, so we Mm -hmm. do a lot of work with the U.N. Uh, As a matter of fact, we're um, hard at work on on an exhibition with UNESCO. You know, many people know UNESCO and some of the issues they've had in terms of Israel. Absolutely. Uh, But the Simon Wiesendahl Center this year is going to be unveiling a joint exhibit with UNESCO that's going to be featured that's going to talk about the 3,000-year connection between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Um, And certain things like that uh, is really important work to kind of get out there and, obviously, I'm sure there will be a lot of pushback from a lot of people. Right. But that that should be an amazing uh, exhibit. So we do a lot of work in terms of the U.N. And we also have a museum on 42nd Street between 2nd and 3rd um, called Museum of Tolerance where it's kind of based on the principle of the Holocaust, but it kind of examines genocide over the last 100 years and tries to teach a lesson to the next generation and how they have to stand up.
1: Do you have in uh, your office or or in the Wiesenthal Center in California um, – Teaching materials for the uh, high school level, or other areas that you help to present to students?
8: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it's available through our website. Uh, they can contact us, wezenball.com. Uh, but yeah, we work with a lot, a lot of schools. Actually, most of the the groups that come to us are schools, and we do a lot of work with educators. Um, and you know, it's becoming especially important. You know, there was an article a couple months ago in the JTA about the. Uh, about how many Holocaust memorials have opened around the United States and even, um, you know, in, in places where there are no Jews. And, you know, they, they asked me what I thought the reason was, and I said I think it's the fact that we're on the last legs of being able to dialogue with survivors. You know, survivors are much older now, and every year there are less and less of them. So I think the importance of Holocaust education in general um, is going to become really important to the curriculum in schools.
1: That that's, is extremely important because, as you say, we're, we're talking 60, 70 years out of the time frame, any, any first, uh, uh, survivor, you know, as opposed to, let's say, children of survivors who heard firsthand, uh, are, are few in number. I, I, I can't imagine that there are that they're, they're a lot out there, unfortunately.
8: Yeah, yeah, and that's gonna be, it's gonna be a challenge for us to really keep that message going, cause it's, you know, the, the whole, you know, never again type of message is, is so important. Uh, you know, we, we had, uh, Cardinal Stofer, uh, spoke to us. And he told us about you know, how he had met years ago in Atlanta with a rabbi. And the rabbi <coughs> tried to explain to him <coughs> excuse me, about what it, what it meant to be Jewish. And the rabbi said to him, he said, you know what I'm thinking when I sit with you? I'm thinking, can I trust you? And the cardinal said, what are you talking about? Of course you can trust me. He hmm. said, no, no, no. If someone comes to kill me, can I trust you? And you uh. know, the cardinal said for him that was just an unbelievable moment of understanding the perspective that we have in terms of our you know, long history. Right. You know, who we can trust if push comes to shove. And I think that that's, uh, those are important lessons.
1: Fascinating. Rabbi, I want to thank you for joining me this morning. I know you have a busy day ahead of you, and uh, we hope to speak to you again soon. I appreciate it again. Rabbi Steven Berg, director of the uh, Eastern Director of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Where can people reach you? What's the best uh, way?
8: Uh, they can, you know, read re- through the website, wiesenthal.com, or they can, you can call our offices in New York if they want to arrange a trip. Uh, like I said, you know, we have schools coming in time, but we're also open to the public.
1: Excellent. Thank you again so much for joining me here on JM Sunday. Have a great My day. My pleasure.
8: Have Thank a great you. day. Thank
1: you so much. Rabbi Steven Berg, the number to call, uh, by the way, uh, for the Museum of Tolerance in New York is 212-697-1293. I'm glad that Rabbi Berg had an opportunity to share some of the insights and uh, some of what went on at the meeting. In Rome with the Pope last week by the delegation of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Back to music here on J.M. Sunday.
9: Sunshine on my mind, and you made me dance. Ooh, Taught me joy, so I can find that we all get another chance. Boom, 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 ah,
10: ah,
5: ah, 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 this river flow out into
9: the sea. I think about where I've been, where I want to be. I listen to her endless sound as the water flows along. I've been to this river so many times, I've just never heard her song. ba ba
10: Jerusalem, Jerusalem City of my dreams I've been this way some time before
9: Or that's the way it seems That's the way it seems I've walked the streets, I have seen your wall And I've sung your songs Just waiting for the son of David To come and take us home (laughs) Hafta mispedi <laughs> lemacholi <laughs> lemacholi
6: lemacholi Hafta mispedi lemacholi
9: lemacholi lemacholi Hashem alokal leolam odek odek Hashem alokal leolam odek na na na
1: I'm looking at a picture that was posted by uh, Naomi Steinachman. Who is of course a, uh, the, the host of Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network on Friday mornings following JM and the AM. She posted a picture of a, a pumpkin challah with marshmallow topping. Prep- <laughs> prepping for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, these look delicious, I'll tell you that. Uh, too bad that we can't get some sent over here for this morning to, uh, to try here on JM Sunday, but they really, really look, look delicious. A lot of people running in races today. If you happen to see anybody listening to JM Sunday or hear anyone listening to JM Sunday as they're running in a race this morning in New York, please, uh, please uh, give them a shout out and, uh, wish them good luck on the race. So we have a lot of listeners who are running in today's, uh, in today's race. Thanks to listener Alex for liking us on Facebook, on the JM Sunday page. Appreciate that very much. And uh, it was just mentioned not too long ago, last week, that there are 100 days till the Super Bowl here in the New York, New Jersey area. We're going to try to get somebody on to give us an update of uh what's happening out there. There's going to be a lot of traffic, I'll tell you that. It was announced on Friday that the, all the work done in the... uh and the roads leading up to um, the uh, the arena, especially on Route 3 in uh, in New Jersey, will not be completed in time for the um, for the game. So that's uh, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun, <laughs> something to look forward to over there. It's 8:35 uh, in the morning, and we're going to go back to some more music right here on uh, on JM Sunday as soon as I figure out we're going to do oh yeah okay that's fine we're going to do shalom shalom right here on jm sunday
6: Ich bin in der Schule, in der Schule, Schule.
5: The year he I can't for you know.
2: Cuz... <weme> <all> <accredits filmed> as well? I'm <trainerhammeries>
9: im
2: The Master Molech, bitter, and all he makes is bread and wine. the The in the furnace. The in the I'm <speaking> croia <in Spanish> I'm going I'm gonna go go to to
1: from the Shabbos Yerushalayim album, Miami Boys Choir. Asher bara. before that. Adon Alum. before that. Shalom, shalom. And HaFakhtah here on JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you in the closing minutes of today's show. Next week we'll be here. It'll be a Rosh Chodesh morning. Rosh Chodesh Kislev on Sunday and Monday of next week. Heralding in the holiday of Hanukkah. Coming in very... Uh, very, very soon. My thanks to Rabbi Steven Berg of the Wiesenthal Center for being my guest this morning here on JM Sunday. Don't forget the great music mix coming up right after this show, so make sure to keep it here on the stream, nachamsegel.com on the Nachum Siegel Network. Tomorrow morning, Nacham will be back on the air, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. with JM in the A.M., followed by The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten hosting That's on Monday mornings from 9 until 10. Make sure to go to the Facebook page and like his page also, in addition to our page. Very important. Thanks to all the listeners who liked our page today. We appreciate it very much. And a final reminder that the JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. If you're looking to get anything electronics in the electronics area, cameras, iPads, iPods, whatever, go to them. Go to them today. 1-800-223-2500 is the number. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Have a great day and a great week. We'll see you next week back here on JM Sunday.